Welcome to Go Home Heat, an NXT podcast. We are having a Halloween havoc. Justin, what did you think about the show? Spooky. <laughs> Starts out with a spin the wheel, make a deal, and we get a, well, we've already done that part on this one, right? And so we get a stairway to hell as EO, Zoe, Indy, how do you say her name? Parada? I have no idea, Kevin. Okay, Toxic toxic Attraction, Gigi and JC Jane. And I thought it was a, a pretty good, it was a, dude, there was some stuff. You had one ladder match veteran and five not veterans, right? Mm-hmm. So there were going to be weird spots here. And there were. But I thought Indy did really well in her spots. I thought that. G, I thought they all did as well as they could have done. And EO, of course, took the bump of the week. Jesus, right? Boom. Yes. I she, don't even know what to say. That was like watching somebody fall down a flight of stairs. She seems to be okay, which tells me she's made of rubber because that was crazy. She yeah. had, <laughs> She fell from the top of the ladder onto the ladder Outside that was... Outside the ladder that was across between the ring and the announce table. Yeah. Like, I don't know what the the sense of that is. Like, I don't know like who, whose idea that was, but... Pentagon Juniors? Yes. <laughs> yes. He had zero fear of... You've seen the match where he fights EO, right? Yeah, yes. That's what I'm referring to. <laughs> Jesus. What a match that was. If you if you haven't ever seen it, I think they were called the Flying Lotus, right? Uh, Dark, Dark Lotus Triad. I remember. Dark Lotus Triad. I apologize. Triad. And it's on, um, look for, just, you can Google EO versus Pentagon Jr. in a Lucha Underground episode will, will pop up. I, I highly recommend watching every bit of Lucha Underground. I think it's the best thing wrestling's done in a long time. I'm sad it ever went away. But, very that, unique concept. That match was crazy. And there's three, uh, there's two other matches that go with it. Right. Penta runs roughshod over those ladies, <laughs> which is kind of crazy. Okay, anyway, back to this match. It was good, I thought, and I thought the result made a lot of sense because I assume that EO and Zoe are going to pretty soon get back into the singles division. Yeah, and, and EO needs to move up. EO does need to move up. She's better than this division right now. This division used to be the best division in wrestling when she was running it. I feel like at this point, it's time for her to go up there to some of those other divisions. Now, it seems like there's another move up from this division, though, and we'll get into that because we did have a women's championship match and uh, Mandy Rose versus Gonzalez. I'm almost terrified to ask you what you thought about this after the motorcycle coming in. I think Mandy Rose makes five women's champions. Thank you. It's a great idea. And, uh, no, uh, I don't. I think they had to get the belt off Gonzalez because they were moving her up. Okay. And I think Mandy Rose is a good transitional champion. I actually don't have as big a problem with this as I, I probably would have if I didn't think that the whole purpose was to move Raquel Gonzalez up. Right. You managed to, now I thought Mandy took a whooping here. I thought you did put her in a situation where she had to, Prove her mettle to some degree by by being in a street fight and getting roughed up. And we have seen that she's gotten better as a wrestler. You know what I mean? She has. And she's pretty good on the mic. If you're going to, like like you said, the key here is transitional, right? You wouldn't want to bet your company on this. But if she you've legitimized her as a competitor with the win, if you get 
Dakota or somebody else winding up being your champ champ here fairly or soon. maybe putting it on Zoe Stark. Right. When you move him up, Zoe goes into a program with toxic attraction. That's a good. She's She's got that uh, Magnum TA. Come on, guys. Let's go get them. Feel to uh-huh. her, you know. <laughs> Magnum TA. Nobody, nobody remembers Magnum TA. I, I do, by God. I remember Magnum TA. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, we wind up with Dakota Kai costing Raquel the match by hitting her with a shovel at the end. Running knee. One, two, three. Toxic. The women's division is now officially toxic as they hold all the belts. I don't think it's a bad place for the division to be. I think it's more interesting that Gonzalez wound up being on a dark match with Tony Storm, and you start to see how much talent has left. Yeah, you know, Rhea, Bianca, Tony, Gonzalez. You know, um, at, at some point we're going to have to get. They did a little thing with um, Kaylee Ray. With Kaylee Ray, right? They did a little thing with Kaylee Ray right there with uh, with ROH kind of folding. I have a feeling that they may not sign a bunch of the guys, but they may go grab a couple of those ladies with yeah. potential and, and move them into here and, and kind of rebuild from there. Because if you do, I just can't see keeping EO here if she's not the champ. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, what program is she supposed to be in? Right, right. Because the program for her is I'm literally the best wrestler in the freaking world. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> so put her somewhere where she can go be the best wrestler in the world. Like, I don't, like, they're trying to turn, this is, we talked about this on the other show, you're trying to turn Sasha Banks into a baby face. Why? Your baby Dude, face, your baby you face, had, to, go ahead. If you had had, and I was thinking this exactly when it happened, if you had had when Charlotte runs her mouth out there, all of a sudden Eo Shirai's music hit, you cannot tell me the roof wouldn't have come off that place. Or if when Sasha had come down and somebody else comes out, you know, you're back in line. If then Yo's music can hit, you can't tell me the roof wouldn't have come off that place. They have the baby face that they want Sasha to be sitting in NXT, diving 12 feet onto a ladder to put championship belts on somebody that can't and I and I love Gigi and JC and I think the potential is through the moon for them. They can't hold her anything right now. Mm-mm. She's the best wrestler in the freaking world. <laughs> and how how you can see her and say we rebooting this division and not think why wouldn't I put her and Charlotte in a match together? That's my WrestleMania right there. Well, and not only that, you can't really put people in the ring with Charlotte that are pro wrestlers. Like you can put people in there like Sonya Deville or 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 um Shayna Shayna Baszler. You can put people in there like that where that could beat her up, right? You can put somebody like Sasha in there that can kind of outmove her but isn't quite as big. You can't put somebody in there that can totally showcase they're way better than her, other than EO. Yeah, and what you can do with EO. Is if you do want to say goodbye to Charlotte, that's who you lose. That's who you put the put the strap on and then let her go. Yeah, because you can show the whole world we're letting her go because we got something better. Yeah, you know what I mean. But anyway, I'm sorry, I got on off on another thing there. Moving, bad tangent. Right, right. Moving on though, I like Kai in this division. I I, I like her coming back. I, I 
I don't think Vince would know what to do with her anyway. On one of those and other shows, you know, a, a, a thinner heel that she's not like Io, where she just pops. You know, with with so I don't know that Vince would know what to do with this, but I, I trust that Shawn Michaels does, and and Hunter Hearst Helmsley does. You know what I mean? Yeah. So so I, I like this right here. Now we had Odyssey Jones answer an open challenge to which Bivens yeah. Bivens says, "Bro, you ain't two oh five. <laughs> you old big ass ain't two oh five. It was like eight. Oh my god! And so what winds up happening, of course, is we get. A good little matchup to which everybody has to help Roddy win. And then what really warmed my heart was when Odyssey gets distracted and Roddy hits that knee on him. He acted like he got shot by a gun and fell like a tree. Odyssey sells, man. Well, that's the thing, right? That's what I loved about it is we did get to see that he's going to be a giving performer and in the realm of thing that matters so much more than this match. It does. That guy's I don't see how you look at Odyssey Jones and there there's another one. Like if I'm looking at people looking for people that I think Russell you know, may could main event Russell me in three or four years. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at that guy. Absolutely. Okay. That guy's charisma is off the charts. Exactly. Now Gacy comes out, has a good little match with um what, Elite Blade. I was going to call him enhancement talent, but I'll take it. Elite Blade enhancement talent. Yes, and so then, but then the story winds up being Heartland outside the ring and him not wanting Heartland to hurt anybody, and they kind of walk off. What'd you think about all that? I thought it was funny that he dressed up like Michael Myers, so he evidently has a sense of humor about his killer killer character. I'm I'm going to say that I like Gacy. I do. In a weird way. I think I don't know if I like the character. I think he's been saddled with a re- that character is really hard. I, I there's so many braids that goes so wrong, but that guy is selling it as hard as he can. His in-ring stuff reminds me of uh Kevin Owens a little bit, but he's got his own unique stuff. I'm surprised that I like that guy. Yeah, I like him too. I like him too and I do think the character is unique. Because the concept is new, right? Like nobody's well, really dove into that yet. We've been we talked about earlier. You know, this pop culture thing's turned up to a thousand, and th- this is one of those attempts at that. I'm going to take advantage of a cultural meme and turn it into a character, and let's see how it goes. Sometimes those work really well, and sometimes they don't. But, but it, lots of times, it depends on the person you put in it. But well, well and also, it's so tricky. Yeah, like at any moment, like. It's you've heard, you know we all know the jumping the shark right where where yes. Fonz jumps over the the pool with the shark in it on the motorcycle, so literally on, on skis skis Kevin on skis thank you so much on skis but the key to this is that you you created a character where you literally walk around the shark pool. <laughs> yes, at some point you jump the shark right or you fall in Got you to. know you can't. Ugh, it's tough. There's now, only a couple guys. Straight, uh, CM Punk with Straight Edge Society. Mm-hmm. Look at that. Who who would have ever said, look at Straight Edge Society? Boy, that turned out to be a murderous row of pro wrestlers. Yeah, and Gallows, too. Yeah, Gallows and Serena Deeb. You, you missed my joke. Oh, huh, and yeah, Gallows, oh, that's hurtful. Why you got to diss on my boy like that? <laughs> you talk about somebody who was given the worst 
ever gimmick coming into pro wrestling in the WWE ever. And yet it was the best thing he ever did. Wow. <laughs> wow. Bring back fastest. To to show. I'm sorry. Bring back sorry, fastest. <laughs> Biscuits and gravy. <laughs> okay, okay. You think they play, like, you know how, uh, you. <laughs> He doesn't work there anymore, but I wonder if when he would call people up there at the home office, if they put him on hold with that song, like they did uh, Stephen Regal, they put it every time they put him on hold. They, it's a man comes on. Dude, who's clever enough to say, "Hey, somebody get Regal this 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 hold button." <laughs> <laughs> this is the Regal button. We don't have time at Creative to figure out what to do with um. Any of, a, any of a litany of great wrestlers, but we got a guy literally sitting around matching up ringtones or whole buttons with stars. Figure out we can rib people. Yeah. <laughs> and they tried to do it with Shawn Michaels, right? They put Sexy Boy on, but he just dances to it, puts it on speaker. Every time. <laughs> Every time, Kevin. He calls him when he has nothing to say. Yeah, he just wants to hear a song. Man. His own voice loves it. Okay, so this is also a Halloween show, so we do get a little bit of standard stuff where we had like the backstage segments with everybody dressed up in costumes. I did like um, the fact that Elvis got put through a table by Freddie Mercury. I feel like there's something, um, there's a statement there that I appreciated. I did too. I liked that a lot. <laughs> L.A. Knight in a giant Samoan Freddie Mercury. Yes, yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, LA Knight and Grayson Waller argue about who's going to be running the show, and that sets up Solo Sequoia. So Sudoku. <laughs> Solo Sequoia comes out and murders Waller. Well, let's call him what he is. The third Uso comes hey. out. Yes, yes. Who, how are we supposed to not? This is like pretending I don't know that that guy is is you know Rick Steiner's kid. He looks like Rick Steiner. Dude. I'm supposed to pretend this doesn't look just like the Usos little brother came out to the show. And we'll get that we'll get to to that here in a minute too, but yeah, okay, so he destroys them and that's cool though. He's set up, that's great. But they had a segment with Bronson, uh what's a Bronson beat up people? What's what they come backbreaker? Braun Breaker, Kevin. Braun Breaker, I apologize. Okay. That's his God given name. Yes. Okay, but they have they have Steiner out there and they do a callback to an old Nitro where Chucky is in the background messing with doggone with his dad, Rick Steiner. If we can have yes. a callback to the Rick Steiner character on Nitro, why can't we I mean, they might as well spray Dogface Gremlin on the back of his outfit. I mean, he's wearing the same onesies and stuff. Why not just, what are we doing? <laughs> why? <laughs> I don't get it. It's like, oh, it's like there's just. You you know why, right? Because Vince was you there know, that week. Literally because he, so that he, if he leaves the company, like, it, that is the total point. Because if he uses his real name or anything close, like, he can sit there and go, all right, you can't take, take away my ability to use my real name. Right. I, I, what a bunch of dumbassery. Okay. You talk about betting on your own failure. Right. So, okay. We're, we're pretty sure when this guy shows up in AEW, he's going to be Rex Steiner, so we don't want that. <laughs> well, and two, I mean, dude, Rex Steiner is a great wrestler's name. Isn't that an awesome wrestler's name? Because of the fact that the Steiner brothers are, you know, like I said on the other show, you know, New Day's Usos may be the greatest rival or whatever. Steiner brothers are right there. 
Mm-hmm. You, you know, they're right there as, as greatest wrestlers of all time. You know what I mean? In their era, I think they're probably the best tag team in the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There was a moment in time where I would have told anybody, and I don't think I was wrong, that Scott Steiner was the best wrestler in the world. This was pre-Big Papa Pump, pre-Hurting oh, yes. His Ankle. Pre-all that jazz. He was killing it. You know what I mean? And we get a call back to that in this match. We'll get there. Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams wind up going to Loomis's house in some more haunted fair. They have to find the North American title. They run into my man Andre Chase in there. I thought this was great. I thought it was funny. I thought Gargano did good. Uh, Chase, I love that dude. We, we dive Why further. Why is this guy funny to me? I don't know. Cause he's funny. <laughs> Somebody say Andre Chase. <laughs> <laughs> it works, dude. I don't know what it is either, but he's smug. He seems kind of smart. He's a little bit athletic. He's long. <laughs> he he fits in with he fits in with whatever room you put him in by not changing who he is as a character. Get your get down to the dumbass class. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Tell stupid Steve I said f you. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I thought this was great because we do need like we're we're, we're reintroducing a show, right? And so, who's the yes. main guy? Carmelo Hayes is the main guy of the reintroduction, besides Braun. And we're learning more about his character and who he is here through these little things like this. Carmelo Hayes had some articles here. I read. Um, I want to say I found them. I'm pretty sure I found them on the Daily Smart. I did, and he was talking about which is a one stop shop for finding wrestling information. Check out the app. But we wind up with Hayes had conversations with Shawn Michaels as they were talking about putting him in 205. And he says, dude, I'm I'm not a guy. I'm the guy. And Shawn appreciated that. And then Shawn winds up getting to book some of these matches when Hunter has the heart problems. And that's how we kind of wind up with Carmelo Hayes where he is. You know, because Shawn, dude, if anybody can respect you standing up for who you are, as long as you've kind of got the goods, it's Shawn. If you can back it up. Right. And further, I got no problem with that. Right. And further on in that conversation, he, they said, how much freedom do you have? And he said, well, actually, we get a pretty good bit of freedom as to what we say and stuff out there. And he said, what Sean does with me is he told me, he said, look, I'm not, I'm not cool anymore. Yeah. So you have to tell me what's cool. And, and if you'll do that, we can be good because, you know, the thing about wrestling is it has to be cool. It just does. It, it's a medium that requires, of current events and things like that, right? And so it, this is this is the thing right there, the difference. Shawn Michaels says, "I don't know what's cool. Tell me, and we'll fit it in." Vince McMahon still thinks he knows what's cool. Right, exactly right. So then we move into um, the Lumber Jack O'Lantern NXT Tag Team Title Match, which I thought this was a great matchup. I thought Imperium. Ooh. Yeah, was good. I thought the spots were cool. Having lumberjacks out there allowed for just absolute super craziness. I was stunned that Imperium won. I wonder if MSK is not moving to one of these other divisions. Have you heard the rumors about the Izzy situation and all that? Uh Uh-uh. You know who Izzy is? No. Okay, well, uh, she was Bailey's super fan in NXT. And she started okay. training and wrestling at a young age. And none of this, I want to emphasize, none of this has anything to do with Izzy. Like, I, I'm not saying anything negative about Izzy here, but supposedly she was training at a young age with someone, and one of the MSK guys said they feel like 13's too young to train. And 
the parents heard this and started organizing because they go to every taping and they started organizing people to boo MSK whenever they came out. Supposedly that has been, because didn't you think it was weird every week when we're hearing that MSK, it, when, every time MSK tries to talk, everybody's booing? Uh-huh. Didn't that seem weird for these uber baby faces that really don't ever do anything wrong to be getting booed? Yeah, that's BS. <laughs> it is. I don't, I don't need your family drama influencing my wrestling show. Well, and my thing is, too, if you had a problem with that person, I get that they said it, then, you know, you could make a public. They 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 have, you know what I'm saying. This. Hey, dude, here's my thing. There's guys have a right to have an opinion about the business that they work in. Right. And about, hey, a lot of people think stuff like that, and I don't disagree with them. My dad was a football coach coached football for years and he thought that tiny mike football was one of the worst things ever right he thought it was he thought there's no need for kids to be hitting at that age you right. can teach them how to hit later right right and, and he was a hard-nosed tough football coach but he still thought that like that was a bad age you didn't need to be playing and hitting each other at that age right a lot of people have opinions like that right and the thing is and again i, I want to emphasize to me this isn't about izzy at all and no, it, no, no, no. It really isn't about parenting up until they decided to try to hinder a person, a, a two guys' ability to make a living. You know what I mean? And that kind of took things sideways. But moving on, I was really surprised because when those rumors came out last week, I thought, well, they can't let MSK lose here, right? Because even if all of that has happened and it's over, the perception would be that there was an influence. Mm-hmm. But. Imperium wins, and I wonder if MSK. I don't think it was an influence, but I, I, I think, I think that they pay less attention to that stuff than we do, right? This they don't listen to fans when they're booing <laughs> Roman Reigns, John Cena, Braun Strowman before stop, they fired him. Stop. Dude, they ain't listened to fan boos in years, so I don't think they suddenly decided this week. Jesus Christ, these people are booing this tag team. We've got to get the belts off them. But I do think that MSK would fit in nicely on any tag team division roster. Yeah, those dudes, all they needed to be in NXT long enough to do was learn how to do WWE wrestling to learn what the camera angles are and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Those guys are not. And they, they'll be they up there. development. Week one, they can go have a bang over the Street Profits. They can have a bang with Easily. the Viking Raiders. They can have a bang, you know, put them in there with anybody. You know what I mean? Except almost. <laughs> yes. They could have a banger with almost. If he just stands there, those dudes would make it look epic. Right. They could literally, like, do spins. Like, they could do Hurricane Rada and Hip Conradas at the same time on him. Yeah. One of them, <laughs> like, one of them could run up his chest and, like, from, like, and then do a backflip off of him or something. Right. While the other one's doing a Hurricane Rada. Yeah, Poison Rana yes. off the pat. Yes. Okay. Can you see almost taking the uh, taking the Frankensteiner there? Yeah. 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 Well, they can't get up that high. But anyway, let's let's move on. Again, it was a great matchup. I really enjoyed it. But I want to move on to the main event of the evening where we have Braun, and we ha- I thought for sure this was where Braun gets anointed as the future of the company. Over Tommaso Ciampa, I thought we were moving away quickly from Tommaso. I I was. I was surprised that I thought that's where we were going, but I thought that's where we are going. What did you think about this matchup? I thought it was a really fun match. Braun, Braun, that dude, I don't think he's ready yet, 
But right, there ain't no doubt he's going to be there. That Who, dude is big time. Whoever worked this match with with Tommaso and Braun, they came up with a perfect script in that you know Tommaso's going to absorb punishment. He's going to take him into deeper waters. Eventually, that's going to be the thing that sways the thing. You know, you you have the DDT onto the concrete. Allows him to get rolled into the ring. That's not enough to finish him. Run, you know. Yeah. The the, the, will, the widow's peak isn't enough to finish him. The 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 first knee. Then Tommaso realizes it's going to take more than one knee, so he runs like three through him, right? And then he's able to pin him. Your young upstart challenger really gets punished in order to lose, so he doesn't lose anything. He took Tommaso no, into no, deep waters. We know Tommaso is this incredibly tough performer, dude. He did a Frankensteiner. Yes. He did a Frankensteiner. I was over the moon. I I want to tell you. I was you, too. I was like, that is awesome. And I love this match. I love the result. I like the concept of Tommaso holding off the future for a little bit as he just feels like the old the old man screaming at the clouds anyway to some degree sometimes. So it kind of it kind of fits. Get off the lawn. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? This is still my lawn and you get off of it, you young, talented people. And it works because he's so good at telling stories in the ring and in promos. Mm-hmm. But I want to tell you something else about this match. When I was watching it, I literally thought about I have multiple friends that don't watch a lot of wrestling anymore because I'm older and they've gotten away from it. And a lot of the reasons why is because their disenchantment with wrestling is super kick parties and, and uh, 20 Canadian destroyers in a match and things like that, which I don't have a problem with those, obviously, or I wouldn't be doing a podcast on wrestling, right? Because it, it wouldn't fit in with this generation. Mm-hmm. It took me a while, though, to get to where, you know, I had to train myself. Just like when I watched New Japan, it was so different from what I normally did. I had to, like, kind of give myself over to it in order to reap the rewards of of the the path these matches go on. And if I, you think about the stuff that these kids grew up, the kids that are support that kind of wrestling, the people that do that kind of wrestling, you think about the cultural influences, things like uh, Japanese anime and stuff like that, where the power levels always have to increase. Like, right. Yeah, in the first episode, the Kamehameha could be the big boss, but by the end, like the mm-hmm. third series, you got to hit him with thirty of those, and then a, you know another attack, and then you know. Which to some degree we grew up on too, because that that generally is how action movies work, right? Yeah, the action hero has to get up off the ground and fight through. You know what I mean? But now that being said, I almost called both of the guys I was thinking of and said, "Hey, man, if there's some way you need to pull up and watch the last match of NXT." Ooh. Because I felt like it had that old school feel. There wasn't much did, top rope. It? There was. I don't think anybody got on a top rope. You know what I mean? I don't think there was a super suicida. There may have been. There was a couple of second rope moves. You know what I mean? But most of it was just two guys beating the crap out of each other. And mm-hmm. Steiner Breaker. I apologize. No, we're not. <laughs> okay. Steiner. He really, if this is Vince's, if this is Vince's vision of the future, is having these style of performers like this guy, like, like I think that um, Tony the Soprano is going to be, or whatever his last name is, what, what Tony D'Angelo, Tony D'Angelo, right? So anyway, my point here is, if this is his and vision, four jawline there, what's his name? <laughs> 
McStrongjaw. <laughs> Viking McStrongjaw, yes. Cro-Magnon. Van Halen. Van Von Hammer. Van... <laughs> Wagner, Von Wagner. Von Wagner. <laughs> right. Forgive us, the show is the show that all these characters are new. But anyway, point being that if this is his vision of what this should be and what wrestling should be in the future, it is so different from what we're getting on other channels. And he'll he'll have the other stuff on there. But it does bode well for if you like variety, mm-hmm. you're getting that. You know what I mean? Because he's he's literally creating these tough, stiff working people. And I, I love it. I love it. I love this match, and I, I, I can't wait to see where we go with the company. I, I, Halloween Havoc has pivoted me a little bit into liking this direction. I will give it a few more weeks and keep saying, you know. <laughs> yes. Depends on who stays in charge of the show, I'll bet. Well, that's the other thing is it seems like if, if it, the rumors are true and we, we rebooted the company and all that, it does seem like they were told, okay, well, Hunter was gone, so Sean supposedly is kind of running it. They were told, Sean was told, okay, here, here's who you got. Here's what I want. Here's what your stage and all looks like. And then they left. Because the matches are being booked by somebody who I kind of like the way they think. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And so that's fine with me. So you good? I'm good. Awesome. Okay, so for me, KP, for my man Justin, this has been a Go Home Heat production, an NXT podcast. Check out our other podcasts. Check out our friends at the GIN Project, the G-I-N-N Project.com. Check out the Daily Smart. As one-stop shop for all things wrestling. Also, check out in their podcast, Us. And go home. <laughs>